Yer. Welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former professional soccer player Bradley Wright Phillips. An MLS legend, Bradley finished his career sixth on the all-time MLS goals list, tallying 117 goals with 34 assists across 234 matches with the New York Red Bulls, LAFC, and Columbus Crew. He retired as the all-time leading scorer at New York Red Bulls with his 126 all-competition goals ahead of both Juan Pablo Angel and Thierry Henry. When scoring his 100th goal in August 2018, he became the fastest player in league history to reach that mark. Second in all-time appearances at the club, Bradley rose to prominence with the Red Bulls from 2013 to 2019, earning the Golden Boot presented by Audi and Best 11 honors during both the 2014 and 2016 seasons. While leading the line, he helped bring three supporter shields, 2013, 15, and 18, to Red Bull Arena while earning additional individual accolades, including two times MLS All-Star and MLS Comeback Player of the Year. Prior to his esteemed MLS career, Wright Phillips developed at Manchester City and logged additional steps in his home country at Southampton, Plymouth Argyle, Charlton Athletic, and Brentford. A proud husband and father of three, Bradley is the son of Arsenal legend Ian Wright and younger brother of former England international Sean Wright Phillips. Upon retirement, he was named special assistant to the sporting director at New York Red Bulls and currently serves as an MLS 360 analyst for MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Bradley, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. That was amazing, bro. You, <laughs> you're making me sound real accomplished, man. Thank man, that's your work, man. man. That is your work. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I mean, uh, I was, I was telling, I was telling Bradley before we were, we were chopping up a little bit and he was like, man, are we recording? And I was like, no, listen, let me, let me, let me hit record and we could just start this up, man. I am, I am like starstruck right now. Real big time fanboying, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, absolute legend. I mean, I, me, my friends, anybody around my age grew up watching you. Um, and, and especially when you came to Red Bulls, just absolutely murdered the game. So, um, it is an absolute, uh, I don't even know, it's so crazy that I have you on my screen right now, but it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure. And I just really, really appreciate you coming on the uh, the podcast today, man. No, thanks for having me, Greg, man. Let's talk. Let's chop it up, bro. Yeah, Go. yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, so I got to, you know, the reason I, I kind of got into with 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 Bradley is 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 Jimmy Mulligan, who was a former guest on my podcast, um, who who's a scout at the New York Red Bulls, who who Bradley said he mentions well, and and yeah. after I had my call with Jimmy, he's like, man, like you know, Brad might be willing to do. I said, Brad, who? He's like Bradley Ray Phillips. <laughs> I said, what? Bradley Ray Phillips is willing to do my podcast, man, and and he he shared. I think he put us in a group text and i was like yo i yeah, can't believe did, i'm yeah, in a yeah. group text with, with bradley Wright films right now i was like what so every time he texted i was like yo i was responding within five seconds i was like no i got to i was like this man cannot like he cannot know how that i'm nah, he, not hey. professional <laughs> nah jimmy's my guy man jimmy was showing me the ropes for a few months man i was under his wing honestly yeah. him, i shout at tom spring sam sam too um yeah i was under their wing i went into the office I was trying to learn the ropes of the other side of the game, and Jimmy was showing me how things were done. Man, so, yeah, so, Jimmy's my so guy. Though. I've known yeah. him since 2019. Oh, absolutely. And and I mentioned, listen, 
or everything that I mentioned in that bio. That's your work, man. That's your work. I just had to, I had to try to, you know, file that down to as, as, as many, you know, a paragraph or however long that was, but that's your work. So big shout out to you, man. Like I said, MLS legend, all time Red Bulls leading scorer. Um, we talked a little bit about Thierry Henry, which is definitely one of yeah. my idols growing up. Um, I have to say, I know that you, you know, I know you played more games than in my Red Bull, but you know, sometimes you could, you kind of, you kind of throw that in his face a little bit that, that you're, you're in the, you're, you're leading him a little bit when it comes never, to the Red Bulls. I would, goals. Hey, hey. <laughs> I know I I'm starting no, 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 <laughs> Nah, you know what? TT, like he, I have half of my goals are because of TT, you know, he taught yeah, me a lot. Yeah. I learned so much of him. I only had to make a run and he would find me, you know. So oh man, absolutely. no TT, no, no Bradley. Of course, man. of course. No big shout out to Thierry Henry. Again, one of my idols and so uh, just someone I, I completely adore just growing up watching soccer. So listen, man, we'll, we'll get into the questions. I know you're a busy guy. I mentioned three kids, you know, uh, Brad, yeah. Bradley was, uh, you know, he came on right after, I think, picking up his son from soccer. He gave me the, the <laughs> yeah, layout yeah. of what it's like having three kids and, <laughs> and sports. And, and this is, he said, this is giving him a break. So, so I, I think is, I'm doing yeah, him this a is favor. nice of me, man. We can talk till mid. <laughs> Midnight, bro. We can talk till midnight. <laughs> I miss the homework. I will miss the reading. The oh, absolutely. I'm chilling, bro. Nice, nice. Well, listen, man. Let's let's get right into it. I definitely have a lot, have a lot. Of, I would like to to ask you. So, you know, as as I start off with every podcast, I always like to start off from the from the very beginning, man. And um, why don't you just tell me a little bit about like you know how you got into soccer and and what initiated your love for the sport? I think I don't know how I got in. It must be my dad played. Obviously, my dad played. So I th I think I was just naturally saw him play and it was just something i'd done i don't remember the day i felt like i loved this sport it was just normal to me it was it was an everyday thing so um yeah i think i just saw my dad playing it was just something i knew i wanted to do yeah yeah absolutely and then you know i mentioned in the intro but your dad being ian wright another you know arsenal yeah. legend i'm watching him on tv a lot um and also uh you know your your brother as well sean wright phillips yeah. who i believe is your older brother right yeah Okay, he, okay. He's smaller. He's smaller, but he's my older brother. <laughs> so you just had, you just had, you know, maybe just so soccer family, just, just, just yeah, growing up. I wasn't up. missing was any natural. dinners, bro. Yeah. I wasn't missing any dinners. She was missing some dinners, so he's smaller. But yeah, man, the soccer is family. It's in our family. Even my younger, my, I've got a few younger brothers, but my, the one just below me, Brett, he, he played as well. He got a little sickness, so he had to stop. But yeah, man, we all play. We That's all great. Play. That's great. And, um, and you're, um, I know, I know you were, you were, I believe you were born in England, right? Yeah, born in England and born in, in London, London, Southeast London. London. Okay, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And when I came on, I told him I was an Arsenal fan. I was a little, you know, I was a little scared because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I know he played for Manchester City, so I wasn't sure, you yeah. know, if you were from 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 the north of England and and a, and a big time maybe <laughs> Manchester fan. I wasn't sure, but nah. when I said Arsenal, nah. that makes sense. That makes sense. And you Listen, know, and anything. City, that, I got a lot of love. I got a lot yeah. of love for Man City. They gave yeah. me my first shot at being a professional. So yeah. I always loved that team, but Arsenal—that's my boyhood team. Man. Oh man, I love that! I love that, and I just—I I love to ask this question because it kind of—it kind of brings you back as well, and just just down memory lane. You know, is there? And and it's for me, it's it's just so interesting for me to ask you this question because you had such an esteemed career. But do you have like one favorite childhood sports memory, like when you were coming up playing the game? Just like maybe something that that kind of stands out to you as like, man, this was just um, something that you'll never forget. A childhood one. Do you know what's going to happen? We're going to come over this and I'll remember something. <laughs> no, no, no worries. No worries. You know what? I'm In general, I'm just, I just have a terrible memory in general. <laughs> so, but there's so many little things that like, I'm trying to think what comes to mind. I think, I think the childhood memory that I know changed my football life is. Yeah. Me and my brother, we both used to play for Nottingham Forest, me and Sean. He got retired. I mean, he got released because he was too small. Mm. And I think that's the best thing that happened to us because I was still at Nottingham Forest, but 
My mum, my dad, well, I'm not going to Nottingham alone. I live in London. They're not going to let me go alone. So the scout that was at, who scouted us for Nottingham Forest, he left, went to Man City. I remember this day so vividly. He, he left and he said, I want you both to come to Man City. Mm. We went there and we're here now. Wow. Okay. So I think, nice. Yeah. Childhood memory, there's, there's a bunch of things, but that's the most influential one. You know, my brother getting released is the most influential one, I think. So, so, so if you could just give me a little lesson in, in geography here, just, I, I know, you know, I'm trying to think how you said, I'm, we're not going, I'm not going from Arsenal to Nottingham alone. So I want, I'm yeah, curious if you could just give me a, a sort of maybe driving distance. I'm not sure. Like how long are we be, talking when it's you, like, you go, you go understand you, you're American. So this <laughs> driving ain't going to seem long to you, but at the time I'm probably like 13 years old. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's probably Three, three to four hours, you know. No, that's a that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, to go into yeah. No, that's 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 like you know that's that's equivalent to like New York to Boston, which is which is a big difference. (laughs) So, um, yeah, yeah, it's nice. And um, obviously, you grew up playing soccer, and and it kind of came naturally. You know, um, what was your what was your dream? You know, what did you ultimately want to accomplish? If you look back, um, you know, to those to those maybe not childhood, but in even soccer? teenage years in soccer. Yeah. What was your, what was your ultimate dream or what was your ultimate goal uh, for soccer? Do you, know you know what was crazy? I look back and I, and I think now I should have had more. All I wanted to do, I remember. So I remember this on my debut. I just wanted to score in front of a full stadium and celebrate. And it was like, that was the only place my mind would, as a, from a kid, I would only think I just want to score in a stadium mm-hmm. and celebrate, you know, in the premier league, I should say, and celebrate. And I got to do that. And I'd done that, but we were losing 3-1. And I scored the goal was 3-2. I didn't even get to do it (laughs) (laughs) on my debut. But that was the only thing I used to think. I just used to love scoring. Scoring for me was, it was everything. Yeah. I just wanted to score goals and the crowd go crazy. And that's all I wanted. I never had those dreams to like, yeah, sometimes if I was watching the World Cup, I'd think, oh, that'd be amazing to score the World Cup winner. Right, right. Or that would, but my dream, I just, as a kid, when I would think about what I wanted, I just wanted to score in this. I just wanted to play in stadiums. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't even like, a, man, I want to play for, for Arsenal growing up or that that wasn't no. necessarily the first thing that came to mind. I don't, I don't think so. I think I would have played for any team. Yeah. I just wanted to be in a stadium. I wanted to go, I used to, I used to be in, um, infatuated with, traveling kit like the team tracksuit the team kit and like traveling on a coach and playing in the stadium that was my thing i just used to dream of those days yeah um, yeah no that's i great. remember when i first signed I, I was playing for west ham before i got to man city like just in the youth like maybe under 15 like maybe even younger actually maybe 12 and i we i turned up for a game and we were wearing the actual kit i used to see on match of the day and i was i remember asking the coach i was like we're gonna wear this and he said yeah you wear the kit and I'm, <laughs> my my I was made up, bro. My life was that uh, I could have died that day, bro. I was cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the kind of kid I was. No, yeah, that's dope. And and, and honestly, like, listen, it, you fulfilled that dream. You went on to score out like however more than a hundred goals. I, I, th- I think it was. I have the intro in front of me, but anyway, just you know, become the all-time leader scorer at New York Red Bulls, and just like like I said, light it up in, in a stadium and and just scoring yeah. goal after goal after goal. So, you know, I'm curious, kind of, you know, take me a little bit through that through that journey of, um, I guess possibly, I think I think you mentioned, you know, the the the, the move to Man City when you all went to Man yeah. City, and then maybe you know, kind of going through. Into your time, until you transition to to the MLS and you transition to the okay. New York Red Bulls. Okay, Take me cool. a little bit through that, yeah, yeah. So we go. I go to Man City. Um, I'm doing an um, academy there. I signed two years like YTS. That was like the youth training program. Like so, two years in the academy, and then I signed one year pro. 
So it was a three-year deal from when I was 16. Yeah, from 16. So I do that. I Okay, yeah, whatever. You know how the academy goes. I obviously do well enough to get into the to the first-team squad. I stayed there. I was... I was in the first team squad for two years. I made maybe like 34 appearances, scored two goals. Yeah. I only had two starts. I wasn't breaking in, you know, I wasn't going to be a star. We had some legends there, like Andy Cole, Robbie Fowler, Nicholas Anelka. These are the strikers in front yeah. of me. I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, some good, and some good young players below me also, like Daniel Sturridge. Mm. Like, there's a lot of players there, you know. So, but it was amazing. My time there was amazing. I just wish at that time I was more, I was more focused. For me, again, like I'll tell you, when I was at Man City, a lot of my career until I got to America, I was just, I was very, like, cool with what was happening. I was cool coming off the bench, playing for 20 minutes for the first team and going out on the weekend and partying. This is not good, but that's how I was. Yeah. You know, I didn't take it as serious as I should have because I thought this is normal life. I thought, um, I was comfortable. My brother was playing there. I was, I was also playing there. We're in the first team together. This was just life to me. I was happy living that life for the rest of my life. Mm. And I didn't realize the work I had to put in once I got into that spot. You know, the work had just started and I didn't realize. So then I, um, I get sold to Southampton, which I loved. What a club, amazing club. I go down to Southampton. They were in a championship at the time. Yeah, and it was good. But again, I wasn't applying myself. I would do some nice stuff every now and again. I'll get a few goals, starting, not starting, in and out of the team. But I had a good time. And yeah, and then I moved from there. I go to Plymouth Argyle. They were in the championship at the time too. Uh, for the for the listeners that you know maybe not be familiar with the English league, that's the league below the Premier League. Right. So I go to Plymouth for a few years, and then when I get to Plymouth, no disrespect to Plymouth, but that's not what you dream. I, I didn't dream of playing for Plymouth when I when I got older. It was a Premier League team or a, or a big club. I don't want to disrespect Plymouth, but yeah, just a a, a well known team, you know. And I we went. I went to Plymouth. I, I tore my meniscus. Uh, we end up getting relegated. I missed that season. I think I came back for the last five games. And then now we're in League One. Mm. And now it's a grind, you know? It's a real grind now. So I'm 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 playing there and I have a little falling out with a coach. There's a guy called Peter Reed. He's like a legend back in England. But I came back from injury and this season he takes over and he says to me in pre-season, he says, listen, you're not going to be part of my plans. I won't play you. Um, you be Yeah, you'll be training as normal, but I'm not going to play you. And I went home. I thought to myself, I said to my wife, she wasn't my wife at the time, but my wife, Leanne. I said, I need to get us out of here. I need to apply myself. I'm going to bang in some goals. I, I can't remember what I went on to get there, but I, I, I got in the team, scored some goals. I got a move to, um, I was supposed to go to Reading, but that move fell through. Something, some dodgy stuff happened. And I, went, I ended up going to Charlton. And at Charlton, I had the same kind of mentality. This is when I started really being a professional. Right. Um, I was top goal scorer there. We get promoted to the championship. Um, we get to the championship and then actually, we get to the championship. I have another kind of falling out. I'm sounding like I'm a problem. I'm not. No, but I kind of fall out the team at Charlton. I went to Brentford on loan. We get to play at Wembley. It was a nice loan spell. We get to play at Wembley. And then um, we lost in the, in the final, the playoff finals. Yeah. To get, um, to go up to the championship. And then after that, I'm just in a place where now, I can sign at Brentford. I'm done with Charlton. And then my agent calls me and he's like, do you want to go train with New York Rebel? And at this point, I'm kind of done with England. I'm just like, mm. it's annoying me. I'm in and out of teams. Um, yeah, just there's a lot of things going on that I just wasn't happy with. And I was like, you know what? I'll go over there. I'll train for two weeks. If, if worse comes to worse, it's a nice holiday. I'm in New York. 
<laughs> I go there and, and meanwhile when he's saying that to me I'm not even registering there yet Thierry Reese there Tim Cahill Peggy Lou and Dula I'm not even thinking okay. any of this I know my boy Lloyd Sam's there and I'm just like you know what I'll go over there I'll train also my friend Johnny still and I'm like yeah I'll go over and train and see what it is so I get to I get to Red Bull and they put us in like the W in Hoboken it's the night it's summer bro it's hot outside everything I'm like <laughs> yeah. they're getting a driver to pick us up every day bring us to train I'm like this place is amazing Right, right. <laughs> but I'm not leaving. After like the first training session, I phoned my wife. I'm like, hey, <laughs> we got to pack up. We're coming to America. And yeah, bro. And and that's how I got here. And yeah. it's just, yeah, I haven't. Look, I didn't look back, man. No, absolutely. No, listen, listen. And, and you know, for anybody listening there out there who's, um, you know, who, again, may not be familiar with, with the, the Premier League or, or teams in England, like, these are big time. These are big time, big time teams that that, that Bradley's yeah. talking about here that, he, that that you played for. So big shout out to you, man. And just to you know, I, you know, obviously have to point out Manchester City. You know, um, dominant force for the last what like ten years now, possibly yeah. or, or maybe longer. But um, you know, leading the oh, leading no. What am I saying? I'm so used to saying that Arsenal's leading the Premier <laughs> League, right? <laughs> that's my bad. That's my bad. Shout out there. Um, but you know, Manchester City, uh, big time club. Being you know, coached by Pep Guardiola right now, big time players. Curious, you know, just just to, I'm trying to get a, a timeline in my head. Who was who was the uh, the head coach when you were playing at Manchester City? Yeah, I wanted to stop you then while you were saying like Pep, top of the league. You got a picture. When I was at Man City, you got a picture of Man City as who's mid-table now. Ooh, it's a mid-table Premier League team. Yeah, technically Chelsea. No, Pre- Chelsea's about mid-table right now. <laughs> yeah. I had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was like a mid... It was. It would have been like a West Ham, you yeah. know? Yeah. West Ham. Yeah, so it was a mid-table team, very good club, amazing fan base. Um, some great players, like I said, like I mentioned before, some amazing players that that passed through that um, that club. But yeah, they wasn't it wasn't the Man City you're thinking now. The manager was Kevin Keegan yeah, at yeah. a stage, then Stuart Pearce. Yeah, they were the only two while I was there. Yeah, okay. but so big club, a lot of legends come through, pass through that club. But um, it wasn't the Man City. These, no, for the, sure. If there's younger generation are listening it's not the same man see <laughs> no yeah 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 I, I was i was i was telling bradley before we came on I, I grew up watching you know thierry Henry and the invincibles and arsenal so yeah. i know i know man city before they were the, the man city of today <laughs> yeah. so but I, but, course, but yeah. I also you know those are still i mean still big names those coaches like you said um yeah you know, um uh, that you mentioned kevin as keegan, well kevin keegan yeah, yes i still remember, i'm getting the pictures in my head because I, I grew at that point i'm like you know eight nine ten years old watching every <laughs> game you know and and yeah. And uh, that was big time. So, so you went over to, to New York Red Bulls, um, you know, and 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 you just uh, you just kind of just just blew up there. It, it, at least from yeah. from the outside looking in, that's uh, you know, I just remember you coming in, and and I'm yeah. you know, I wasn't a huge follower of of the MLS, you know, just just watching the Premier League more. But you know, I always I always just you know, I've been to a couple Red Bulls games, and I always kind of keep track just because I also yeah. have have friends and people that I know playing in the MLS. So yeah. um, when you came in, and I have a theory because you wore you wore number ninety nine at Red. Bulls. Okay. And I have a theory that that you had you had an objective to score 100 goals and you were like, but you can't put 100 on a jersey. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to stick with 99. If that's right, wish, man, I'm walking out right now. <laughs> I wish I wish that was it. But honestly, when I got to Red Bull, like I had an option of two two numbers. I don't think I've said this much. So it was like 45 and 99. And I was just like, 45 is like, it's such a, it's not a good number, you know, it's just nothing to it. 
It's nothing right. to that number. Then I think in 99, I had a good summer. Like when I was younger, it was like a venture playground. I was just, I remember the summer of 99. Okay. I was like, how can I relate? How can I make this relatable to me? And also, they, you know, some, some of the old school players in Italy, they had like, I think Ronaldo might have won 99 at AC Milan. Yep, yep. There was, yeah, you know, so there was this. You were like, there were other players that have worn it in the past. I remember, players, yeah. yeah. And I knew here also, like Wayne Gretzky in America, 99 is like a big number. You know, it's like a, a number where legends wear. But I was thinking along those lines, but I wasn't, it was, I had the option of two numbers and I was like, 99 is way better. I can relate to this yeah. way more. I love that. But, I love that. I didn't, your story would have been amazing. If that's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. But I'll tell you this though, Greg, when I came to America, I wasn't thinking I'm coming to break records. I was honestly taking it game by game. I was trying to get in the starting team because mm. at that time we got Thierry Henry. There was another uh, Argentinian striker called Fabian Espinosa, maybe. Mm. He was a he was a baller. I think it's Espinosa. I don't want to disrespect Fabian, but but he was a baller. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. So it was hard for me to even get in the team. I was just working on getting in the team. Wow, wow. I get wow. injured. I tore my hamstring maybe twice. You know, the first season wasn't good. And then 2014 also started slow. I wasn't in the, t- uh, the t- season. I got 27 goals. I wasn't in the team. It took me a good seven games to get in it. It could be less, but it took me a good few games to get in the team. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's, yeah, that's, that's was, amazing, amazing that you just, you know, you, that you didn't really even have like those expectations. You were just trying to no. trying to play. And, and maybe like you said, you were just trying to score in a big stadium. Maybe that comes back maybe, to that, right? Maybe. You know? <laughs> I was, I honestly, I, I'm like that as a person though. I just do step one, then yeah. step two. It's only when I realize, oh, I'm on path. You know, yeah. I remember a game, I, I've got my 50th goal, maybe. Or I got the first person to get like 20 in a season. And I thought, what? It kind of like flipped a switch in my head. I was like, what? Nobody's got 20. So I'm like, what else can I do? Then I start thinking, you know, but I don't go into games thinking that. I'm just like, certain things happen. Or I'll get certain bits of information that I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah maybe this is possible. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And again, you I mentioned, you know, so it was in uh, when scoring your 100th goal in, in August of 2018, you became the fastest player in league history to reach that mark of 100 goals, yeah. which is, you know, absolutely amazing. So, you know, tell me, I'm, I'm sure that that you, you felt certainly different highs at that time period while you, while you were playing with um, playing with the Red Bulls, um, possibly even highest points in, in your career. You know, what what can yeah. I ask you, like, you know, what what do you think you you uh, you can attribute attribute those uh, that to just just being that you know I'm I'm curious if if you kind of came full circle because you did mention maybe when you were younger in England maybe you weren't as focused I'm wondering yeah. if, if something kind of switched on when no. when you were when you were in, uh, in, in playing in New York that that you were just like yeah it's, you know you, you kind of felt maybe a little different in terms of the mentality yeah hundred percent so like I said to you at at Plymouth Argyle it started changing a little bit I knew that I had to score goals and play well to get myself out of that situation. Then when I went to Charlton, that carried on. But I kind of fell back down again. I, when I went to the second season at Charlton, it was a bit, you know, rocky. And I remember when I got to America, when I finally signed, I said to myself, like, I've, I've had a very shaky career. It's up and down. I've, you know, I have believers, non-believers. There's people that think I'm good. There's people that don't. There's me. That I'm not even sure. Am I a good player? Am I... <laughs> you know, I'm at a striker that I think I am in my head. And I, when I got to New York, there's one thing I did know though, that I was coming there. I'm not going to be just partying every week. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to really apply myself to, to my craft. And, and I think I did that. I came with that mindset. Um, and, it, and you know who else? A big, uh, a big influence was Thierry too. Mm-hmm. When I got here, I kind of came ignorant to the league. I didn't know much about the players. I didn't know much about the league. And I, I remember they played a game. They played Salt Lake. And I, my visa wasn't sorted out yet. So I had to, I was in the stands and I think they tied the game 
And I, I say to him, like, maybe on the Monday train, I'm like, how do you not win that game? They got you, you got Tim. Like, how are you guys not winning this easy? And he, like, sat me down. He's like, hey, it's not easy here. You know, mm. people, the outside noise people think it's easy. There's a lot of things you have to deal with here that's, that's not easy. There's a lot of good players. And that also got me ready. I was like, okay, so maybe I have to, you know, take this more serious than I think. Yeah. But there's, yeah. A, there's one or two things that made me come with the right, come with the right mind frame. Gotcha, gotcha. And what, what, like, how old were you? What was your age when you came to? to I was twenty eight. You were twenty eight. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And um, and just you know, curious if there was. So you obviously again went on to have a record breaking career. Whether you know that was your intention or not, you know, it definitely um left your mark. Absolutely. What was was there a specific moment that that you kind of realized like. Yeah, like you know, my, my my playing days are coming to an end, and 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 for you, oh. maybe it's um, it's it's I think it's I think it's pretty recent. I think you only recently, yeah. you know, officially retired. So you know, tell me about if there was like a specific moment or time period where you were kind of like, yep, this is uh, you know, I'm hanging up the boots, and um, and what what yeah. that kind of was like for you. I think I realized when I was at Columbus, it was so I remember so the 2019 season. This was my last bit. This was my last half and puff. So my 2019 season at Red Bull, I was injured for most of it. I think I got maybe a goal. I was playing here and there. I couldn't, I couldn't hit the ball. Every time I shot, it was agony. I just couldn't get, like, I, I wasn't fit. But I will play because of who I felt I was to the team. I wanted to still provide goals and, and be a leader. But then that didn't work out. So I'm injured. At the end of the season, me and Red Bull, we, just, we uh, decide to part ways. And then I'm reading a lot of stuff on, online. And everyone's like, yeah, he's done. He's finished. But in my mind, I know I'm like, I'm good. I was the same guy I was in 2018. I think I was, I went to the All-Stars. I might have got, did I get called? I can't remember, but I got, I got a good amount of goals. I went to the All-Stars and I'm like, it was only last year where I'd done that. But everyone's like, he's finished. He's old. He's, you know, he's lost it. So I get, I go to LAFC and I'm just like, when I get here, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to show them. It was like MLS's back tournament. It was covid so it's like we didn't have as many games, but I got a fair amount of goals. I think I had nine goals, six assists. It was good in a it was a good record. And then I think that was my last push. After that, I went to Columbus and I just didn't have that same desire. Mm. I didn't care. I didn't want to score in stadiums anymore. It wasn't my thing anymore. I had I felt like I had nothing to prove. Interesting. But I didn't know that at the time. I went to Columbus and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that again now. I've got more games. I'm in a good team. But I just didn't have that. I didn't have that fire, bro. The, the fire wasn't burning anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, get that. It just yeah. wasn't burning. It, the goals wasn't important to me. It, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I think I think it's, you know, it's interesting that, you know, because sometimes, you know, every every athlete has, has a different sort of, you know, possible reason as to as to why they finish. You know, some is, is due to injury, some is due to age, age yeah. or some is due to just a certain maybe personal situation. But, you know, it sounds like it maybe for you, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe, you know, you lost a, maybe a little bit of the love or, or the passion for it, Um, you know, maybe yeah. just a little bit. And just curious for you, if that was like, what was that? Was that was that period kind of easy for you or was it? Yeah, but you know what, Greg, I don't know if it was love. It mm. was just the whole, the whole, if you told me I can turn up on Saturday and just walk on the pitch, I would still play. But yeah. it's everything that went with it. It's warming gotcha. up. It's the gym. Gotcha. It's traveling. Gotcha. It just wasn't worth a goal. Normally, I would do all of that so I can have a good performance. Now, all those things, that's not worth it. It yeah. wasn't worth it to me anymore. But you said something. What did you ask just then? You asked. Well, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what I was I may, Yeah, I might have answered it anyway. No, yeah, you think you answered it, but. 
brings me into into my 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 next question, which is, you know, because you you kind of mentioned a little bit about maybe when 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 you were younger, wishing that you had like a little bit more focus, right? And and, yeah. and now just kind of looking back on your career as a whole, and um, you know, I I just 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 being you know again from the outside looking in, seeing how much you achieved, I I can't imagine that that you do have any any regrets or anything that that you would have no. changed. But you know, looking back at it, is there is there anything that that you would look back to? Maybe you know a decision that that didn't go your way, or maybe a certain time period where you're like, man, if I just did this differently, you know, I would have been in a in a different sort of a situation. I don't look at it, but when you're asking me the question, then I can say, yeah, like if I just focus more, if I just dedicated more to the game, I I'm, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like I just like the life more at the time. Yeah. I enjoyed the life more than the game. And and I love the game. I'm one of those people I can watch. I'll watch any football game that comes on. It could be anything. It could be under 12s in the Danone Cup in, you know, on whatever it comes on, uh, being sport. I'll watch Real Madrid under 12s. I love the game. But at the time, <clears throat> everything else was just clouding it. It was like, you know, being famous, being recognized. It was just more important to me. Yeah. Like at the time, if you asked me, is it more important? I wouldn't say yeah. But when I look back, it was because I was... I was prioritizing those things. They were going, they were being ahead of football. They were ahead of football. So right. I would wish I had, I was more focused, but I wasn't supposed to be. Maybe I don't end up at Red Bull if I was more focused and I'm not the, the all-time goal scorer. Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. has their journey. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big believer and everything happens for a reason. So, um, yeah. you know, so, so then you, you, you kind of, um, and so tell me a little bit about your, your transition then outside of sport, right? And and I yeah. know that you, you know, the the reason why we're even connected is um is just through Jimmy Mulligan, who who you said was, yeah. was kind of showing you the ropes in terms of the scouting side. So tell me a little yeah. bit about like um, you know, that transition process of of your last stint, you know, at your at the club in, in MLS into, you yeah. know, possibly what you're doing now. Yeah, so it was so end of the season meetings at Columbus, I speak to Kayla Porter, it's not yeah. I'm done. I kind of know towards the end of the season, I'm not going to get offered a new contract. Um, and meanwhile, I'm, I'm speaking to Dennis Hamlet a little bit, you know, because I'm exploring my options. I'm like, hey, is it still possible that I come back and do something with the club? Um, so that's in the back of my mind. While I'm thinking, do I still want to play? My wife's telling me, don't stop now, you know, like, are you sure you're going to be okay? But I was, I knew deep down there, I was ready to come and work like at Red Bull. So, yeah, I didn't, I was lucky in a way where I didn't have no time to think. It was the off-season, and then in March, I came back and I was working with Red Bull. Mm. I think if I, if I was, you know, like a lot of people have to do, like you retire, now you have to go and look for a job, look for what you're interested in, interview, gain experience. I, I didn't, I was, I was very lucky in a, in a way where I could just go into the club. Like I said, I went into Jimmy's office, and I was just learning from them. I got my laptop, and I'm like, go on Scout, look at these players, write down what you think, write down, you know, their attributes, write down what they're not good at. So I was just straight into a job. I didn't have time to even think. One day it might hit me like, bam, you know, just, <laughs> and I could be like upset, but I've not had no time to think. You know, I've not had no time without a job. I've had no time to think what I want to do next. It's just, it's all kind of folded in place for me. Yeah. So I've been lucky. I know it's not like that for everybody. Right, right, right. No, and I always, you know, I always say it's 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 extremely fortunate when when a player is able to to kind of get a you know a, like a, an office environment type job in the club, you know, right after they the right after they yeah. retire, you know, because a lot of times, you know, it's it like you said, you kind of jump right into it, whereas um, yeah. you know you're not out there necessarily maybe looking or you're not yeah. like what am I going to do next, right? Because I mean it's it's right there, it's in front of you, and um and kind of keeping you busy there. To me, um. <clears throat> 
a little bit about just kind of, and, and when did you, sorry, when did you exactly retire? 21? What are we in now? 23? Yeah, yeah so 23. end of 21. Yeah. End of 21. All right, gotcha. So it's probably, yeah. it's been about, you know, we're going probably like about October, a year and a half I'd or so. October. Okay, yeah. okay. So going on about two years or so. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, like you said, probably for you, it's just been nonstop. And also, again, having three kids, I'm sure, like, you yeah. know, you barely have time to think about things yeah. just on your no, own. It's crazy. But, yeah, um, it's been crazy. But what would you say is 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 the biggest lesson that you learned uh, about the transition process outside of sport? You know, for just 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 your your own journey, what would you say would would be that that kind of biggest lesson that that, that you learned? I think footballers, while they're playing, they need to do they need to do more learning, educate themselves more on if you want to stay in the game, things on the other side of the game. You need to. You need to have some education on it. Because for me, I wasn't even used to sending emails back. I was doing some other work and I couldn't even fill out an invoice. Do you know what I mean? I just, my life was turn up for training, work hard, go home. So I think while you're playing, figure out what you're interested in. Figure, figure out what you love outside of football. Because I, like, I didn't know. I didn't know I, I liked coaching. I didn't want to be a coach. Now I'm coaching with a second team. But coaching would be the furthest thing. you'd. If you told me you'll be coaching, I'd be like, there's no way. Yeah. So I think guys, players have to step outside of their box. They've got to figure out what they want to do because when you leave, if it, it could be very lonely. It could be very a long process in finding what you want to do. Yeah. So while yeah. you're in it, people would come up to me all the time and say, why don't you be nicer to the media? You never know. After you might need them. They'll be, yeah, go and do this interview. I'm like, no, I don't like talking. I just want to play. You know, I didn't. But you have to do those things. You have to figure out what it is you're interested in outside of football. Yeah. It yeah, helps no, you when you leave. I love that. And 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 even when we were talking offline a little bit beforehand, you know, you mentioned that that yeah, when you when you came in, you were like like Jimmy was showing you you some of the ropes and you were learning you were like, yeah. I'm brand new to things. And and like yeah, you said, you a lot of anything. times with uh with especially big time athletes is uh, you know, you mentioned it that that you you know you see their Instagram and you know after they're playing and, and whatever yeah. whatever it is that they're posting, you think they're good. You know, you think they're good. Yeah, and you think they may be say, good, yeah. but they, they, yeah, they might they be may, but they might not they be may, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just that we see the post we're like, oh double click. He's retired now. We don't know this 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 athlete could be at home like in tears. Yeah, this athlete could be at home not knowing what questions to ask. Like, how do they get into certain, you know, jobs or fields? Like, so it's definitely got to be shone, lights got to be shone on it, and and help has got to be handed out for the for the athletes. I think. No, definitely, definitely. No, I think I, I love that. And and Bradley, probably the last question that I'll ask you as well. I know you you mentioned that you're uh, doing some coaching with the, with the second team, um, um, but you're also an analyst as as well. I'm curious into yeah. kind of how you how you got into that, and and also just how how yeah. you're enjoying that. Well, I got into that because while I was figuring out the scouting, coaching, I also wanted, like, before I played, I knew, listen, my dad my dad is an analyst, my brother is, and it's just something I knew that I might be able to slide into, you know? And like I said before, I wish I had done more interviews. I wish I had understood broadcasting more because now they throw, I'm up there and there's an earpiece in my ear and I'm like, they're like, Brad, you're talking in 12 12 seconds. I'm not a great talker. You know, I've never been a great talker, but these are things I should have been practicing two years before. Mm. But anyway, I get into it. Um, yeah, because I put the message out there. I told um, a lot of people in, in the MLS that I was interested in doing this. And if there's anything they see me that, you know, anything they think I'll be good at, like invite me down and I'll try it out, you know, I'll interview and see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I but like I love that. it. It's good. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and anyone can can check check Bradley out on uh, it's yeah. MLS three sixty right on Apple TV. Yeah, MLS three sixty show Apple TV. Yeah, it's, it's really absolutely. good, it's fun, more relaxed. You know, you're not just yeah. getting a just straightforward commentary. There's a lot of fun. Well, listen, man. If I can give you any praise, I think I think you're a great speaker. You know, and uh, I oh, think you're, you, uh, <laughs> and I'm I think you know you're you're, you're you're. I mean, you're you're an entertaining guy. I think you know this was this was extremely fun for me, man. I love I love your energy, and I, I honestly, I, you, I love your your honesty as well. Um, you know, you were just you're just completely honest with with different things, whether it was you know talking about the focus level that that you had, or talking about you know maybe yeah. I just you know I. I, I you know, going out to party, you know, like living yeah, the life yeah. and like, and and that's just, you know, that's a, that's a part of the game that, that not everyone even sees or even understands, you know, that there's, yeah. this, that's, a, it's, it's a lifestyle that comes with the game. And so I just appreciate you being honest with just, you know, obviously your journey and, um, and where it's gotten you and, um, man, just big, big, big shout out to you. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. Again, I, I, Still, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in shock wow. that that, <laughs> that I was able to interview this for for this podcast, man. But like, I think it's important to hear from from so many different levels of athletes because I don't think people fully understand, and and I, I say people, including myself, you know, that um, no matter what level that you reach, that feeling of 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 you know retiring yeah. from sport, it can Not hit people at the do. same, it can hit Hard. people in the same type of whether you were playing. Manchester City and Champions League yeah. or whatever it is to, you know, college division one soccer, right? It, when well, you give up that thing. game, I mean, the love for it. And, and it's like, I think a lot of people go through that same type of that same yeah. type of I don't want to call it a struggle, but sometimes it can be, um, you know, that, that I want to say a tough transition, which is um, yeah. you know, part of the reason why I wanted you to come on and, and tell a little bit about your story, man. So no, nah, no, nah, I appreciate it. And listen, Greg, some words for you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're a cool dude, man. Very cool yeah. dude. I enjoyed talking to you and Honestly, have these conversations because there's not many out there. And even for me, I feel good just talking about certain situations. So thank you, man. And keep doing what you're doing. Anytime you need me on, if you got, give me enough, enough notice, I'll come on, I'll jump on, <laughs> we'll have a little chat. Bro. No, I love it, man. Bradley, man, I, this is, again, so, I, I so appreciate this. And um, wow, this is just, uh, this is probably going to be my, my season one finale. Just, it just happened that way. And um, man, yeah. I'm just glad I was able to go out with a bang. Uh, so <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> thank man. you, bro. All right, my guy. Let me get to these kids. All right. I'll speak to you. Text me, man, or whatever. Let me know. All right. Take care. I'll speak to you soon, bro. Firstly, thank you to all the listeners here at the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, I would so much appreciate your support. Please do drop a rating for the podcast as well as follow my Instagram account, Davis 10 Soccer, to get more up-to-date information on what we'll be gearing into heading into season two. But for now, peace.